0: Did you know you can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership? To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. China's economy begins emerging
1: from zero COVID's shadow. Plus, Russia pivots away from the dollar and a dozen states propose billions in tax relief despite recession concerns
2: As inflation started to jump up throughout 2022 officials wanted to do something to provide immediate relief for their
1: residents and their constituents it's Wednesday March 1st I'm Luke Vargas with The Wall Street Journal and here's the AM edition of what's News the top headlines and business stories moving your world today. economic activity in China has expanded sharply for a second straight month. The country's National Bureau of Statistics reported today that a gauge of manufacturing rose at the fastest pace in more than a decade in February, while export orders expanded for the first time in almost two years. Journal reporter Julie Steinberg has more.
3: A gauge on non-manufacturing activities, including those in the services and construction sectors, also climbed. All of these taken together are
2: likely to be welcome relief for China's leaders who want to spotlight growth. Last year, economic growth was 3%, which fell short of the 5.5% official target. And it could strengthen the case for raising the 2023 growth forecast. We'll soon see, as we're expecting, a growth target to be announced on Sunday.
1: Back in the U.S., private sector job postings suggest the long-robust labor market is showing signs of cooling. ZipRecruiter and Recruit Holdings, the parent company of Indeed, say that their data show the number of job postings is declining more than Labor Department reports of job openings. According to Indeed, companies are cutting back in particular on sponsored job postings, a signal of reduced willingness to invest heavily to fill open positions. ZipRecruiter, meanwhile, has told investors that it's preparing for a softer hiring environment for the rest of the year. The UN's Atomic Energy Agency says its inspectors have found traces of near weapons grade nuclear material at an underground facility in Iran. That is according to a confidential report sent to member states of the International Atomic Energy Agency and viewed by the Wall Street Journal. The IAEA said that Iran claimed in a letter that what the agency found was the result of, quote, unintended fluctuations in enrichment levels. Iran has greatly expanded its nuclear work since 2019, a year after the Trump administration took the U.S. out of the 2015 nuclear accord known as the JCPOA. Speaking to a House committee on Tuesday, U.S. Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, Colin Call, detailed how close Iran's enrichment activity puts it to production of a potential nuclear weapon.
3: Iran's nuclear progress uh, since we left the JCPOA has been remarkable. Uh, Back in 2018, uh, when the previous administration decided to leave the JCPOA, uh, it would have taken Iran about Twelve months uh, to produce one fissile uh, one one uh, bombs worth of fissile material uh, now it would take about twelve days.
1: Tehran maintains that its nuclear work has always been for purely peaceful purposes. An overnight train crash in Greece has left at least thirty six people dead and more than eighty injured. The crash occurred when a train carrying several hundred people collided with a freight train. And pictures published in Greek media showed burned-out carriages strewn across the train tracks. Authorities haven't yet said what caused the collision. A spokesman for the Greek Fire Service said the death toll was the worst for a train accident in Greece since at least the mid-1960s. In Nigeria, former Lagos governor Bola Tenubu has been elected president of Africa's most populous nation – Nigeria's Electoral Commission made the announcement on Wednesday, an outcome that was disputed by opposition parties and prompted fresh protests. According to the commission, Tanubu won 37% of the vote, ahead of the main opposition People's Democratic Party, who received 29%. International observers from the U.S. and the European Union have flagged significant issues with the election— though Nigeria's Electoral Commission has defended its handling of the vote. And coming up today, Elon Musk plans to rally Tesla shareholders at the company's Investor Day. Meanwhile, in Washington, a House committee may vote on a measure to effectively ban Chinese-owned video sharing app TikTok in the United States. And we'll get earnings updates from software company Salesforce and home improvement retailer Lowe's. Restricted from Western financial networks and the U.S. dollar following the war in Ukraine, Russia is embracing the Chinese yuan. It is a move that marks a stark shift from the long-standing concerns about giving China too much leverage over the Russian economy. And Journal Financial Markets reporter Chelsea Delaney is here now with the details on that pivot. Chelsea, could you fill in some of this for us? How is this pivot to China's currency playing out in Russia?
3: Well, this is something that has been in discussion between China and Russia for a long time. They've long discussed wanting to to use their own currencies more to get away from this dollar-based system. But it really kicked into high gear last year after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, when Russia got hit by a lot of Western sanctions. It was cut off from some pretty key parts of the global financial infrastructure. And we've seen some pretty significant changes within Russia and within the Russian economy. One of the most noticeable aspects is that it's getting paid a lot more in yuan for its export. So this is most likely for energy products, gas, oil, coal. As well, we're seeing a lot more companies borrow in yuan. A lot of big global Russian companies used to borrow in in dollars or euros. Now they're borrowing in yuan. We saw about $7 billion worth of yuan bond issuances last year. A lot of those were these big commodity giants like Rusal or Rosneft, but even some smaller ones that have no business in the Chinese currency.
1: So Chelsea, is this a long-term pivot Russia and Russian companies are making or could this be more temporary just sort of chalked up to the current isolation Moscow is feeling over the war in Ukraine?
3: Yeah, I think it in part like how how long lasting this will be and how deep these ties go will depend on what happens with the war. But clearly, they are forming more permanent connections between these two financial systems. One of the big problems for Russia has been that some of its big banks have been cut off from SWIFT, which is this messaging network that underpins basically every global transaction in the dollar. So they're having to find ways to communicate between banks in Russia and banks in China. And this is something that they're still trying to figure out, but they're building out this infrastructure and this technology that no matter what really happens with the war likely will live on.
1: That was Wall Street Journal financial markets reporter Chelsea Delaney. Chelsea, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Coming up, fueled by state budget surpluses, governors and lawmakers in more than a dozen U.S. states are proposing billions of dollars in tax relief in spite of concerns about a possible recession. We've got that story after the break.
0: Hey, What's News fans, listen up. Did you know you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite What's News episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You get access to other fan-favorite shows like The Daily, Up First, and Fox News Rundown ad-free as well. Amazon Music has all you need to stay up-to-date on all things newsworthy by offering the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or visit amazon.com slash whatsnews. That's amazon.com slash whatsnews. It's just that easy. Several U.S. states, including New Jersey, Virginia, and Mississippi,
1: are announcing tax relief for their residents in a bid to counter soaring inflation. But some economists warn that prudence might be better amid fears of a possible recession. Wall Street Journal reporter Jimmy Veilkind has been looking at state budgets and how governors are looking to fund everything from transport expenses to taxpayer rebates. And he joins us now with more. Hey, Jimmy, thanks so much for being with us. Happy to be here. So let's start with New Jersey. Tell us about the tax plans that are taking shape there and, and why.
2: Well, New Jersey, like most U.S. states, is coming off a very, very fat fiscal time, Pandemic relief from the federal government, as well as higher-than-expected tax collections during the pandemic, meant that states were really swimming in cash in 2021. Right now, they're at the tail end of that fiscal cycle, and most governors, including Phil Murphy, entered this budget season with surpluses, with more money than they really had plans to do with. So Governor Murphy has talked about trying to make New Jersey more affordable, Of course, residents across the nation are feeling the pinch of inflation. And he has reprised a $2 billion rebate program
1: for renters and homeowners. And to what extent are those moves reflective of the situation in other states? Well, we're seeing
2: the same from lots of states. Both Republican and Democratic governors this year have proposed tax rebates, tax cuts of various forms, shapes, and scopes. Again, they're all confronting basically that same fiscal picture. In Mississippi, Governor Tate Reeves has proposed eliminating the state's income tax altogether over multiple years. That would take out about a third of the state's operating budget, which has raised some eyebrows among analysts, but it's something that Reeves says will help Mississippi compete with states like Florida, Tennessee, and Texas, which have no individual income tax. In other states, the proposals are a bit milder. The new governor of Massachusetts, Democrat Maura Healey, this week said she would push forward a new rebate program, as well as trimming the state's estate tax and its capital gains
1: taxes. Is anyone sort of zigging while many of the states that you laid out are, are zagging, if you will?
2: Both California and New York have a little bit of a darker short-term budget outlook. In California, a projected 98 billion dollar surplus has quickly dissolved into a 20 plus billion dollar deficit. Uh, and analysts say one of the reasons for that is that California relies, like many of these states that get their money from income taxes, on the top, top taxpayers. And so in California, with the decline in the market of initial public offerings, which often create windfalls for the founders or the early investors in companies, that's led to far fewer income tax collections, which has exacerbated the state's budget problem. New York, where I'm based, has the financial sector and Wall Street as a major driver of its state revenue cycle and its state and city budgets. You've started to see that with volatile markets, revenues, and in turn, salaries and bonuses at Wall Street firms have ebbed a little bit. So while in 2021, there were surpluses for the next five years projected in New York, now Governor Kathy Hochul and her team are seeing $22 billion of deficits starting after the completion of this fiscal year. In fact, Hochul proposed raising payroll tax on businesses in the downstate area to bring money to the MTA, which runs the New York City subway, as well as buses and commuter railroads in and out of New York City.
1: Jimmy, I know you spoke to experts and to economists about these trends. What do they make of of plans for tax relief in states like New Jersey or Virginia?
2: It's always a bold move to make a long-term maneuver, like cutting an income tax rate based on sort of a couple quarters or a couple years of returns. Economists on the left, as well as union leaders and some progressive lawmakers, they caution against the rush to cut taxes. I spoke with Carl Davis. He's the research director at the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy. They're a progressive think tank. And he said, all the things that we want from government right now costs money. We are looking at vacancies in public employees. In some places, that's police officers and teachers. And these things cost money. It's not a good idea to wipe revenue off the table if you want to have a government that functions in the long run. He told me, quote, I think it's been disappointing to see the extent to which state lawmakers have adopted a tax cuts first mentality.
1: That was Wall Street Journal reporter Jimmy Veelkind, who covers tri-state politics for us. Jimmy, thanks. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. And finally, would you pay for social media? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat want their users to do just that, and at least some people seem down with the idea. Snap recently surpassed 2.5 million Snapchat Plus subscribers, while Meta could have 12 million paying subscribers within about a year, according to a note from Bank of America. Wall Street Journal tech reporter Megan Babarowski explains what perks are actually on offer.
3: Last week, Meta announced that they will also be introducing a subscription offering. So what you'd get is Boosted reach on Instagram, they say you're going to get increased access to customer support. So if something happens with your account, you're going to be prioritized for the help that you need. This is completely new territory. No one's done this um, in the social media space at scale. You know, if you talk to people, you can probably find people on both sides of this where some people say, "Okay, I don't want to pay for social media at all. I've never paid. I'm not going to start paying now. And these features specifically are not something I want to pay for. On the other hand, if you are an influencer or or someone who is trying to get more of a reach and build a social media following on, let's just say, Instagram, you might be willing to pay to reach more people with your posts.
1: For more on whether users are likely to shell out for social media subscriptions, check out yesterday's episode of our sister podcast, Tech News Briefing. And that's what's news for Wednesday morning. We'll be back tonight with a new show. I'm Luke Vargas with The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening.
0: Did you know you can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership? To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.